care. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Butcher Bordello of Blood podcast, Sans Butcher. I am your only host today, Blade Brown. Uh, we got a guest with us tonight who is kicking off a very special month for us here at the Bordello that Zach is not happy about, but I am very thrilled to bring you the first guest of our uh, Juggalo June coverage. Tonight we have a not a Juggalo. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Slaughter and Schmeeve today. Are we uh, talking about MySpace stuff again? Because you texted me about MCR before this, and now you're giving your MySpace name. <laughs> uh, there are no X's in it. Oh, yeah, okay, but your email has one. It's fine. Yeah, I actually never did that as a kid. The X's or the, like... The, uh... the X's and stuff. Uh, I, I've been pretty consistent with my usernames and trying to find one that didn't take any numbers at all after it or anything like that. Something I could get that was just completely unique to me. That is exactly how I've been since 2008. I've Fuck had yeah. the same fucking username the entire time. <laughs> uh, riveting stuff for the podcast. Yes. Yeah. Uh, hello, Shmeev. Who are Hi. you? What do you do? What do you, uh, what do you want to be known for? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> What's up? I'm Shmeev. I am one half of the Juggalo Judgment podcast with my, my best bud, Mike Spawn. Uh, talk about Juggalo shit. Um, I got into it mostly because listening to some stuff that ICP did, uh, I was like, holy shit, these guys have like this really unsophisticated class consciousness that makes them have some really interesting takes on stuff that I largely agree with. And I'd like to talk about that. So when Mike approached me after me making him listen to some other podcast where people talk about music, we stole their format. Uh, and <laughs> we're just like, yeah, let's fucking do that. But with ICP and here we are. And you know what? It's been a very weird ride, especially this year. Now, before I ask you any more things and make any more comments, I want you to know Mike has still not texted me back about appearing on this. Uh, I've talked to him several times after about various other things, but he's never given a definite yes. <laughs> you might be on here twice. I'm, you need to be aware of that. Well, you know, maybe I can be on here a second time and your other fucking host will be here. <laughs> I mean, hey, I think I might just tell him he's not allowed to do Juggalo Instead of like jacking off at an olive garden or whatever you said. He's at Cracker Barrel stuck. It's uh, I'm going to date us. It's Mother's Day. Uh, shout out to every mother. Um, Holla. He's uh, with his mother at the Cracker Barrel. Shout out I to myself. the MILFs on MILF Day. Yeah, absolutely. I'm an orphan, so I'm recording this with you. Um, yeah. Surrogate so, mother. <laughs> yeah. It's, be, it's really nice. You feel very comforting to me. I'm glad. I'm glad I can do that for you. But uh, since you've started doing the Juggalo podcast, has there been anything that like really surprised you about the culture and the music? Or have you just like had it nailed down the entire time? Uh, for some time before we did this, you know, like I've I'd already seen I, I'd heard most of the, the revelations and stuff in it. Like I knew the whole Wraith thing prior to it, um, even before I'd even listened to it on my own. Uh, Mike had mentioned it before. Uh, and I knew that stuff I'd seen like, because I know Mike, uh, I would occasionally catch a lot of the more easily understandable culture stuff, you know, that would just pop up like the mainstream coverage of people who are like, I went to the gathering. Turns out juggalos are just human beings. Hmm. Not so different after all. <laughs> um, so, you know, that kind of stuff and generally seeing like, 
like yeah it's a community of people who like a fucking band you know like sometimes those are good sometimes they are not shocking but uh getting into it there wasn't really a lot i mean finding out that they were kind of maybe an actual gang but probably mostly a pretend one uh i'm still unclear on that there there's still a lot to unpack with this how much of it is uh you know just violent j making claims and stuff and how much is just actually him being honest about things hard to say uh it depends what song you're listening to and if it serves <laughs> them to be a gang or not is if juggle is yeah. a gang or not even history wise because i'm like i mean all reports of you know the things that happened to them and stuff as far as i know came from them and they bullshit a lot <laughs> yes did it's possible maybe his mom's house got shot up i don't know maybe it didn't though i have no idea our interview with d lyrical kind of gives me a little bit of a insight to maybe it didn't happen i don't know maybe he really did just you know fuck around and pretend too hard with the wrong people and it did happen i don't know <laughs> you know the jury's still out because you can't really trust violent jay anymore for anything that he's ever you said. never could <laughs> yeah he's not sorry if he tricked you um there's no definitive answer for all these things but if you want to believe in the carnival you just got to believe the stories he tells you <laughs> yeah i mean that's I mean, you can take or leave the stories he tells you and just go with, like, what he was trying to do. <laughs> the yeah. spirit of it. <laughs> take it's that, leave nicer. the rest of it. Leave the personality behind. <laughs> it's always nicer when you just decide to, like, uh, sort for yourself what you want to really think about it. Right. Like, this is... it. It's like a la carte religion, but it's just for, like, a goofy clown band. Yeah... And most of all, like underneath it all, they are just a goofy clown band. Like most people don't know that they're just yeah. dudes doing a thing. They're they're just dudes doing a whole thing. Yeah, it's it's just kiss for white hip hop fans. Yeah, it's like if you and I started a group called the the Amazing Ringling Brothers, and we had this whole background of being circus workers. Uh, is that true? Well, you should believe it because we're telling you it's true. Yeah. Who's what if? Say? Oh my God! What if like, I, there there has to be just like a straight up earnest clown band, yeah? Where uh, they are just no, no, no. I mean, not like that. I mean, like all of their music is just about being clowns, like actual ones. Clown core. I just told you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you've nobody who's listening has ever listened to clown core, you really should do that. Uh, Honestly, yeah. Uh, they're that. Do they have more than one album, or is they it just Van? Two, oh, they have three. Okay, but Van is albums. a very quick listen, and it is fascinating. We're not like, being paid to promote this. It's just a very no. good album. Like, you might not be into some of the aspects of it, but I believe anybody listening, if you listen to the whole thing and actually, you know, engage with it, you will find the stuff you like somewhere in it, <laughs> because it's dense with shit. <laughs> Yeah, that's not to mention that like the both members, even though they're doing a laugh, uh, they're classically trained musicians who are very talented at what they do. They're wicked. <laughs> they are incredibly skilled, yeah. but they're also in a silly clown band. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so can you really, can you give it to them or not? 
I can absolutely give it to him. Okay. Okay. Sax playing is off the fucking chain. So, uh, people by now, when this comes out, will know that we have branched off and started a secondary podcast that is a different type of podcast called the Butcher Bordello of Sound, where we interview musicians and talk about, like, their work in music, and they don't gotta talk about horror movies. Um, terrible news for you, we have to talk about horror movies. Oh, Um, okay, well, I was prepared to to speak about all of my, uh, musical stuff that I've done and really dig into my career on that side of things. But I guess we can just talk about some okay, other Okay, we can talk about Born of Osiris. That's fine. Uh, hey, <laughs> we are not, we're not ripping off that band. We're ripping off all these other bands under a different <laughs> uh, No, so the Bordello of Sound had its first episode drop uh, in mid-May. Um, it's not mid-May right now. Sorry, fellas. Uh, it's june so it already dropped and uh i did not remember the format because butcher just wrote it down on his phone and then he erased it after the first episode so i don't have the format of how that works so we can't do it um i know the bordello of blood format and that's what we're sticking to all right Uh, i don't know that format uh i'm sorry i did not do my research uh that's fine in classic Um, juggalo judgment style i'm going in blind most people who have been on this show have never even heard my name or Fair. Zach's name outside of an email or a DM. Uh, and that's wonderful. I don't like it when people listen to our stuff because it's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> when Damn. somebody comes on and they're like, I did my homework. I liked this episode. And I was like, no, that's horrifying. <laughs> You've heard us talk and you know, we're goofy. Yeah. I like to just surprise people and have them go, oh, these guys are actual clowns. And <laughs> they just get these interviews. I like to try and vet people that show up on our stuff. Uh, you actually didn't have a say in my episode, did you? That's true. Mike was just like, "We're doing it." I mean, that's just kind of how most of them work. I, I except, the, I mean, our first guest episode actually, I did uh, make that one happen. That was, uh, for the Malenko, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, good episode. I did listen to it. Yeah, Rachel's yeah. a good homie. <laughs> I have listened to. I would say about. 35 percent of juggalo judgment episodes because there's at least a hundred of them uh almost we're getting there i've listened to several because (laughs) sometimes you guys do an album that i don't care for either and i will not glean anything new about it yeah you know uh when you were uh, i don't want to ruin our chances but you covered some boondocks and uh (laughs) sorry mr boone uh (laughs) it's not good um Uh, turncoat dirty i guess you're now right is he is he now back to it yeah that okay. was like his og name then he was boondocks when he joined it's like i you know i sh- i hate that i know this it's i don't job. care about boondocks either no it's my job to not know and just <laughs> just go through the motions now before i jump into our regular bordello blood format uh has there been anything that like you listen to and you're like wow i'm genuinely a fan of this and you've added it to a playlist or like you return to it or are you still like unfazed what for like uh like juggalo judgment stuff yeah um as far as things that i hadn't already listened to because i mean malenko is good it's really good um i had most tasteless in rotation for a little bit after we did that um i'll still throw on like hydro and stuff because it's great yeah uh Um, known weed head (laughs) (laughs) i ate a couple cookies on my last vacation Oh, that is that requires at least the whole chronic collection right there. (laughs) 
But uh, I mean, after we did uh, Ringmaster, I kept that on for a while because Ringmaster had some really good fucking tracks on it. Um, that's a solid album. You know what I've really just noticed? You haven't kept anything new in rotation for the past couple years of doing the podcast because all those are early episodes. <laughs> Every single one of those are early Juggler Judgment episodes. You know, I mean, after a certain point, it's like I, I just have to get right back to listening to whatever we're going to do next. And also, part of it might be I don't drive anywhere anymore. I work from home now. I don't have to go to work. I sit at home, I put my tablet up, and I got streams all day. Uh, that's that's what I do nowadays. Music uh, isn't as much of a thing, neither are podcasts, honestly. I haven't been listening to podcasts much either. Now, do you find that that's like hindering you musically because you have to listen to it for the podcast and that's like the only thing you're consuming? Or like, do you like balance it out and keep your brain sharp with stuff that isn't juggalo culture related? I still listen to other stuff from time to time. Like I don't drive as much, but you know, whenever I'm driving down to the sheets or something to get my food, I'll throw something on and it's going to be whatever the hell I want to listen to. Major shout out to sheets. Uh, We love a sponsorship. Uh, If you could build one in Michigan, (laughs) that would be incredible. Also driving out to West Virginia yesterday, you know, had a two hour drive both ways that I threw a lot of stuff on for, uh, half halfway music the other half a cool youtuber talking about anime was it hazel it was hazel i love hazel i fucking knew it yo shout out to (laughs) hazel yeah uh i'd love you to come on the show hazel if you ever hear this please hit me up uh do it it'd be a good time i might dm (laughs) hazel after this Their knowledge is way too incredible to not. I um, love them. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want a long form YouTuber to talk to you about an OVA you've never heard of in your entire life, <laughs> uh, Hazel's it. It's probably lewd in some fashion. If you want you somebody to dedicate a thousand hours of research into something you'll never care about, it's Hazel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that there is somebody out there or like that kind of content and stuff because it's like you know what anyone can just talk about your regular animes and stuff but for someone to just unabashedly be like let's talk about this fucking hentai but seriously i'm like you know what i love this <laughs> yeah the scholar sides of the blue girl uh dig in somebody need to make a video <laughs> but, but yeah. no that and then there's a guy called the anime advocate who does the Ooh. history of adv the production company and oh. he goes through from start to finish and highlights all their uh, work, and it's very well done. I'm going to have to look into that. He just had Tiffany Grant on there not too long ago, which is somebody I'd love to get on the podcast. Do I know who Tiffany Grant is? Asuka. Oh, okay. The English job Asuka for ADV. Uh, she's also done a fuck ton of other things. She is in Azumanga Daio, too. Oh, okay. Yeah. I need to watch uh, that someday. It's very good. That's um, what I hear. <laughs> It's comforting and cozy, just like Hazel videos. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, so now here's our regular spiel. Um, mm-hmm. So what was your first experience with horror? My first experience with horror. Jesus Christ. This could have been a fucking long ass time ago. It probably would have been catching one of the Halloween movies. 
playing on TV once, or I have a running game on this podcast where I wait and see if somebody mentions Halloween or how long it takes for Halloween to be mentioned, because we have like two episodes where somebody does not mention Halloween only. It would be either that, or I remember at some point, there are two times through my life where I've seen parts of this, but I remember uh, Rose Red was airing. And oh, I saw wow. some of that uh, on TV. I don't I don't remember when Rose Red came out. Was that in the mid 90s or something? No, Rose Red is mid 2000. I think 2002 really? or three. It's that fucking late. Holy shit. Yeah. Rose Red was, you know, it was made for TV, right? I know it was made for TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I just don't remember when. <laughs> but Rose I remember Red. that it must have been around when that was first airing then that I caught 2002. that. And then sometime later, I remember I was laid up on the couch all day, sick and home from sick from school, and it was on TV. And I just <laughs> sat there, went through that all day, which takes a good like six to eight fucking hours because of commercial breaks. And it's already a four hour long miniseries. <laughs> Did you know that Rose Red has never had a Blu-ray release? Really? It's never had a release above 480p. Shit. I mean, I have a DVD copy and I don't really need a Blu-ray if I'm being Also, honest. that's out of print and you should keep it. I will, <laughs> because it's also good. I haven't seen Rose Red since at least 2010, so I cannot tell you if it's good anymore or not. Because the, uh, that Blade last does time not I watched how. it was, it was many years ago, but it was, you know, still uh, probably in my 20s or so. So it was, it was still like recent enough for me to be able to confidently say it's good. Yeah, Rose. That's an interesting first experience. Would be catching Rose Red in O two or just one of the Halloween movies playing on whatever station had the rights at the time. Yeah, like uh, re- really remembering back to my first. If I was going to say two of the things that I remember earliest that kind of impacted me in some way as far as horror goes, because um, the other thing is that my brother um, is five years older than me, so he had a job and money and was able to purchase things way before I was. So, you know, he had all kinds of stuff. So I remember like I'd seen darkness falls with him. If you remember darkness falls. Yeah, of course I do. Anytime I turn out a light <laughs> and I don't have another light on in the room, my brain goes, get out, go. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember things like that. I remember, uh, I don't think we ever, I don't think he ever saw the movie, but I remember alone in the dark had, uh night wishes i wish i had an angel there was a like the music video for that was about alone in the dark and he watched that a lot but then the uh the two movies that i think were the, like the biggest impacts on me i remember seeing signs which is very weird to say but i was i saw it in theaters and stuff you know and when did when the fuck did that come out that was mid 2000s too oh three so i'm 13 years old you know and like it was really something you know i i watched signs just last year i think i just threw it on hulu while i was working and like it's still a very interesting movie to me um like i don't know i think it's very well put together in a lot of ways not you know the whole thing is kind of like whatever but you know i think the the ideas put into it and like the directing it's kind of fucking brilliant in a lot of places. Um, Are you that... giving our man M. Knight some credit? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and also, like, I just remember the uh, like the theme from Signs always stuck in my head. 
But then uh, The Ring was the other one. I saw that, and that fucked me up for a while whenever I saw that. Um, that was that was a whole thing. And then I watched it very recently after reading the original novel with my book club and watching that one, the original Japanese version of it. And I'd also watched The Ring, too. <laughs> uh, and it wasn't as... I, I don't know. Today, I wasn't as into it. I mean, it's still like got good suspense and stuff in it. And I think it's pretty well done in a lot of spots, but the story of it is just too fucking whatever. Having read the book and seeing the differences in it. If you, would you say that the book is better? Would you recommend? I it? would, I would highly recommend the book. You very quickly just said that <laughs> that was a quick answer. So yeah, I there, should read the book. There's so much stuff about the way that that was brought over here. That is, was kind of annoying to me actually because whenever they brought it over to America they were like well you know we we have to make this super creepy so we're going to make this a child because children are fucking creepy whenever they're talking all weird and stuff but it's like Sadako was a fucking adult (laughs) what (laughs) yeah she was an adult she joined an acting troupe and was murdered by a doctor she had tuberculosis (laughs) Oh, she was murdered either way. Like, yeah, that, she just there was no coming back. But something about like her illness and her psychic abilities to imprint things on videotape uh, sort of merged her like virus with the videotape, creating the death curse on it. Are you telling me that people who watch the tape in the book get tuberculosis? No. Oh, no. OK. I was but like, they do just is... die. You know, it's the usual thing. That's an incredible fucking discovery <laughs> that I'm just now learning. <laughs> the other uh, interesting thing about it is like, whereas the um, the American version of the ring, it was just a tape. And at the end of it, it went to static um, on in the book. It actually said at the end of the tape, uh, you will die in seven days to avoid this. You must. And then. <laughs> It's found in a cabin where a bunch of kids stayed who all died. This guy's investigating this and he finds that like, you know, four of the people for these kids who died all around the same time had stayed in this cabin and he finds this tape. They had taped over the end of it with something else <laughs> because so, they thought it was a joke. And so they were just doing it to fuck with people. But it was like, you know, real. And now they've legitimately fucked somebody else <laughs> with this death curse. <laughs> so now when they watch the tape for like playback investigation, they don't know about the curse. Oh, it says what the curse is at the end. Like it's, but it, it cuts off before it tells you what you have to do. Oh, that part gets cut off. Yeah. And the book, uh, the book is like very it. much about like the book is kind of inventing the concept of a viral video before that existed. Like that's literally what this concept is about. <laughs> it's really fucking cool. And I need to read the second and third ones still. Uh, I stopped in the middle of the second one, unfortunately, and I haven't picked it back up because our book club is doing other things and I can't read more than one book at the same time. It's like trying to multitask. Yeah, now it's, it's House of awful. Leaves, so that's what I'm focused on. Oh, your brain is full. Um, yeah, well, it's full and empty at the same time. I don't know what the fuck's happening. <laughs> yeah, that has to be a journey for you if you've never read it before, but you yeah. have because you like Poe. I mean, I haven't read it before. Really? But... You just were oh. listening to the companion album? I, I listened to that a lot uh, before I even knew that it had a connection to House of Leaves. 
or what are house you, of leaves uh, was i learned what house of leaves was because of that album that is one of the funniest things i've ever heard and are you seeing like where things interconnect right now as you're reading that's the thing i mean they do and they don't um there's not there is not as much interplay between the two uh as genius annotators would like to believe like they'll make a reference in terms of like the name of something or there will be a line that carries over but it doesn't impart any meaning that isn't in the work itself without that you know what i mean yeah you're not gleaning anything new from the album you're just like, yeah you're listening to it and you're like oh that's my homie Right. <laughs> okay, they made a reference to that thing because, I mean, they're both about different things in a sense. You know, Poe's album is not about House of Leaves. It just has references to it. Uh, her album is about dealing with the death of her father and the grieving process. But also Spooky House. Yeah. You can have both. You Why can not? have both, yeah, yeah. But, she, you know, she's she's using the theming of this book and the references in it and repurposing them for this. She's not carrying them over wholesale in a way that you would need to read the book to understand her. Yeah, okay. So you can just glean it without, you know, listening and reading at the same time. You understand it as they are separately. Yeah, yeah. Which is perfect. Uh, so what was your first experience with the art that you create? What's that? Like, when was the first time you created art that you yourself created? Art. Holy shit. It could shit. be music. It could be drawing. We could be anything. Like the current art that you create, when was your first time you did something with it? The current art that I create? Um, well, I guess the closest thing to podcasting, I used to have a little radio DJ kit for kids um, that could like tap into an AM band on a very short range. Um, and you could just be a little radio DJ. It had little, it had like a, a small soundboard and a tape deck. So you could play tapes into it. That would go over the radio. How short of a range are we talking? Like within a house. <laughs> oh, so you're the next room, just... maybe. They would just like, you know, pity you and tune in. I'm no, no, because I never really did much with it. But like I used to mess with it on my own with my boombox across the room and just hearing myself from it was pretty cool to me. Um like I I've never known if I don't have a good prompt or anything like that, I have never known what the fuck to say into a microphone put on the spot. Um I used to do improv, not on the like me improvising side of things. But I used to do musical improv in which, you know, people improv a scene and us as the musicians would decide that somebody has just said something that would be a good prompt to jump into a song on. And we start playing and they make up a song on the spot. Um, I used to do that. I got dragged into that from uh, my friend who was actually just here today. He stopped by. Um, he was in town, which is nice. Did Don't you reconnect and get to do more art or... No. Have you moved past it? No, we were just chilling. It <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a homie day. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the first like thing that I did in terms of music um, was a song that I wrote and performed. It, I actually have played it 
I, I've, I've actually uploaded it to my Bandcamp <laughs> that I made just to be able to host this uh, called Death Die Metal. Uh, so a long time ago uh, in high school, me and my friend would hang out almost all the fucking time. Me and my buddy Kyle, uh, he lives out in Seattle now. I haven't seen him. I saw him like just this, like last year he stopped by, he was in town. Uh, and before that I hadn't seen him for a very long time, like 10 fucking years or something, but he stopped by, we hung out for a day. It was a good time, but, uh, hanging out at his house, we discovered a band called the guitar zeros. Um, this was in a post guitar hero. Yes, yes, yes. Because here's the thing. They played music with guitar hero controllers. They designed a little program, uh, and you could just hook up a Guitar Hero controller and they had these mappings to be able to play different stuff and change the modes on it. That's like, if you have it in this mode, uh, the notes are like an acoustic guitar. If you have it in this mode, it's like a fucking electric guitar. If you have it in this mode, it's like solo mode where you just tap the buttons to play notes in a scale. And it had all kinds of interesting different ways to do it. But I made this song called Death Die Metal entirely with that and MIDI drums to you know, cap it off and growled into my <laughs> shitty little Logitech mic. Uh, you know, it was a pretty big mic? hit. No, no, didn't have oh, one man. at the that time. This is pre-rock so band. Oh, post-guitar hero pre-rock band. Mm-hmm. Now, so they did open source release that program? Yep. Uh, uh, Max MSP was the thing that it was built on. I don't remember what the fucking program is or if it even exists anymore. You can still find, this is an interesting thing, you can still find the Guitar Zero's music. They have a fucking YouTube topic page somehow, but they, have, yes. like, they haven't existed in forever as far I'm as sure I can tell. I'm sure you, I figured you would know this, <laughs> but if you upload it to a service like uh, DistroKid, it'll turn your uh, band into a topic. Really? So if you're distributing it to other platforms like uh, you know Spotify, Apple Music, and like shit like that, It'll, huh. If you want it to, and you select YouTube, it'll create the topic, and that's how those topics get created. I did not know that's how that and happened. Anything you put into a distribution service will go under that topic. So if you upload your shit early to be released at a different date, oops, it might leak out. Uh, so, huh. yes. That's news to me. That is so how those how topics that, happen. That's cool. Well, I'm glad that their music was preserved from that, because it was interesting. <laughs> I just, I'm interested to hear this because it sounds totally up my alley and awful. <laughs> it's um, very cool. Like, it's actually really interesting, like, that they did this and then performed live shows with it. <laughs> I can't imagine two guys on stage with Guitar Hero controllers making Not just two. I mean, there are like four dudes. Oh my god. It's like a full band. They had a drummer, an actual drummer, who just played on regular drums. Okay, so the drums are not guitar controllers no because it was pre-guitar pre-rock band still you know yeah didn't have drum controllers see in my yeah. brain they figure out a way to hook up the guitars to make drum sounds and we just had a guy <laughs> shredding in the back playing drums on this Not guitar <laughs> uh, but yeah that was that was a time um also shortly after this there was also the band power glove are you familiar with power glove you know I'm a loser. I am familiar with Power Glove. Uh, their guitarist, their former guitarist, Chris Marshall, um, designed his own uh, 
version of that and actually like shouted out the guitar zeros in his video where he was talking about it. It was pretty cool. A man that big was inspired by guys who only you have heard of. And that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Chris Marshall also wicked guitar. I don't know if you've ever seen power glove play live when he was with them. Uh, he is in the classic style of Jimi Hendrix, a dude who plays lefty on a right-handed guitar. And if you've ever heard the way that they fucking shred, I don't know how he does it. <laughs> so he's just a show-off, is what you're saying to me. I mean, I don't think he's showing off. I think he's just playing how he does, but I don't know how he do it. <laughs> he be showing off. Yeah, I suppose. But he was awesome. God damn, that guy ripped. Now, moving forward, what was uh, the first band that you discovered that was like your own? Like you discovered it. It wasn't somebody had shown this to you and you found it and you're like, this is my music. This is what I like and this is what I'm into. Oh, geez, that's that's a tough one. Um, Holy shit, that's 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 like an out there kind of question. Because like I can remember like one of my first favorite bands in the first CD that I ever got that I loved and played the shit out of. Now, what was that? That was Blue Oyster Cult's Super Hits. That's right. You are 40 years old. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> um, so, okay, one that I got into, uh, whenever I was still playing with that band, Angels of Osiris, we played a show at a venue called The Fallout Shelter, um pretty cool venue it was a fallout shelter uh it was converted into like a little downstairs bar and venue with a bowling uh alley upstairs pretty cool uh we played a show with a band from chicago called zig tebra they're just a brother sister duo uh they were like half brother and sister they somehow ran into each other and were like, and and were like, wow, we were half brother and sister. Imagine that shit. And then they did music for a bit, and they, like after like a month or something of doing music, they were like, let's go. My phone is telling me that it's nine o'clock. Thank you. They were just like, let's go on tour. Packed up a station wagon with all of their stuff, pieced out, called ahead to places to book a show, and crashed on couches across the country. That is. And so punk rock god they were so cool and they so we're there we're uh and they they go up and they are two of the weirdest most earnest wonderful people just doing some weird shit wearing a zebra and a tiger mask You know, I was going to ask about that name, but I think it just answered the question. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that is that is the thing. And um, our front man, who was a dick, uh, was just kind of like goofing on them and stuff. Me and our bait, my my bassist Julian, we were like, these guys are cool as shit. I went, I bought a cassette from them uh, because that's what they had, because that's that's how it be. Uh, And then we went and hung out at a diner afterwards. They were just like, here's our number. We'll hit you up. It's like, oh, shit. And then they're like, hey, yeah, we're meeting at this diner over here. If you want to come get some food with us. Sat down and chatted with them, two of the sweetest people on the face of the planet. And I followed them ever since that. And I was like, goddamn, they are cool as shit. Now they're doing much different stuff than their weird origins, more synth poppy. 
I was going to say, I wonder if they're still around, but obviously they are still around. And that must have been how many years ago? Oh my god, uh, 10 or so. <laughs> and they're just like, you know, whatever, we're still cranking out the tunes. They won a competition to get actual studio time, uh, and that's how they released like their first like CD album, The Brave, which was very different than this tape <laughs> that I'm holding up uh, for the camera. That looks cracked is it cracked or is it just no painted? it's painted <laughs> they just is, have yeah just painted lines this is on one it. of the tapes that you have digitized currently because you have been I digitizing have. tapes yep i have very few tapes but that is one of them that i have done to because i needed to preserve this because i i don't know how much it exists elsewhere at this point I was going to say, I wonder if that's even out there or if you're the sole owner <laughs> of this besides them. Yeah, right. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I have no idea. Through them, actually, through that contest that they were in, I learned about another band uh, in Chicago called... Uh, oh, my God. Uh, where am I? Uh, oh, no. Oh, no. I can't remember. I need to look them up. I can't believe you just did this. You had a yeah. really good story segue, and now you just fucked it up completely. But this is this is a band that I could actually consider myself to be one of the few people who knows about. It. I mean, Zigtiber, obviously, nobody, not not many people know about them. But this is another band that I feel uh, would be more mainstream appreciated. And um, I don't think they exist anymore. But uh, oh, Lights Alive! That's it. I didn't even get the thing up, but I remembered that they were called Lights Alive. Um, sort of a uh kind of pop punky in a way uh stadium rock i think they called themselves i don't fucking remember what it was it's hard to i don't understand genres i never have but yeah you found them through that contest because yes. they lost to the other band <laughs> i decided to check out all of the bands who had entered that just because i was like here's a chance for me to find more music and you're like i want to see what they're up against yeah, and I was actually really excited one day because I suddenly realized that I had an email notifying me of, on Bandcamp that they had released their full album because the EP that they had up, um, like I loved the songs on it, but the mixing on it wasn't great. And like the one song has like, you know, big build up and then it kicks in and stuff. And I'm like, every time I would listen to it on that EP, I was like, this has no kick whatsoever. This mix is lacking in kick. And then they released the full version of that album, and I finally got around to downloading it and listening to it, and I put that song on, and I'm like, oh, here comes that build-up, and it punches in, and I'm like, yes! <laughs> they did it! God, that must have been so satisfying. God, it is so good. <laughs> but that's a band that I can, I feel uh, safe saying is, is one that, that I found that, that I, was, I, was, I was pretty into that, that no, no one else really knows they should though hey they're going to now all three of our listeners are going to hear the name hell yeah lights so alive go look them up they're still on Bandcamp, but i don't think they're a band that exists anymore do you just not check if bands have social medias at all uh do you just, i do like, okay. I, I've, I've looked them up is the thing and it doesn't like i i i can't tell necessarily if a band has just you know disbanded or something or just stop playing for a bit or if they're just not using their social media anymore because any of those things could be happening you know it makes sense i found this uh hip-hop duo through fucking tiktok of all places <laughs> called the lab rats and nice. uh, they're very good they are incredibly good 
they have a one EP that I know about. There's probably, there might be more, who knows? Mm. And I looked them up online and they disbanded in like 2007. God and they don't have any social media, post MySpace, no nothing. Both guys have the most normal <laughs> names on the planet, so I can't find them on any social medias. He's Jeez. like Brian, like Brian Johnson or something fucking like incredibly plain. <laughs> so one guy now does like DJ producer stuff and you can find like his newer stuff, but it's completely different. He was just the producer for the hip hop duo and the lyricist slash rapper. He's just gone. You're like, I Damn. can't find him. He has no website. He has nothing. And That's the fucked. CD's really out of print. It's like 80 bucks for a copy of the CD. <laughs> and like, I really want it because it's really fucking good. <laughs> but yeah, it's insane. Like these bands that just get left behind for yeah. some reason. And like, see, not I'm thinking of all of these old bands that I discovered through like the, the most ridiculous means. Uh, it's like the guitar zeros, I think count. Um, like I found them with my friend, but we were like the only two people who knew about them. Um, there was i was looking up to see if anybody had a tab of the music from the nes game solomon's key have you ever played solomon's key do you think i've played solomon's key no no Uh, the music in it is fucking ripping and i found one tab that existed for it and it was put together by a guy who has a metal cover of it and it goes by the name viking guitar and he's showed up at magfests here and there i saw his set once it was pretty cool um but i was just like holy shit somebody's covered this wicked fucking track i'm hype and that's how i found that guy (laughs) that absolutely rules like finding place artists from obscure places is like the like it's just a phenomenon that i think is getting increasingly rare because of all the streaming services we have yeah and like, you know, there's always going to be artists that are just like, well, I don't want to put it up on that. Like, why would I do that? Nobody's going to listen to it. Why would I do it? And like, I would listen to it. There's yeah. people who always want to hear something that like they're into. The The algorithm is absolutely against you. But goddamn, if I somehow manage to stumble upon it, I'm going to be hyped, dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially you, Viking Guitar, playing a fucking Blaster Master cover. I love Blaster Master. See, you can just keep naming things, and I will just look at the camera and ask you to elaborate. <laughs> it's an NES game as well. He does video game covers mostly, so that's that's what most of it's going to be. Okay, and like this is reminding me of a guy that I follow on YouTube. I've followed him for like over probably a decade now, and I don't remember why. Uh, he just plays <laughs> covers on insane instruments. Like uh, he has a Slayer Raining Blood cover on a banjo. And like, that's his whole thing. Like he plays weird instruments and hard to play songs on those weird instruments. (laughs) There is, uh, that reminds me of another dude. Uh, his YouTube handle was poop, poop, fart. And he did like little, like he did covers on like folk instruments and stuff. Um, and they're all really good. And then one day he went away with the name poop, poop, fart, which you know, hell yeah. <laughs> Did he just stop uploading one day or is he? I don't just know. Like... I haven't looked in uh, looked in on him <laughs> recently. I just remember that he had a really good uh like, you know, Zelda theme cover where he he had like three videos of him or four videos of himself and he moved a big foam triangle that he had around to make the Triforce. That was the that was his impetus for creating this video. Like he he did an entire Zelda uh theme cover 
just to be able to make the Triforce with his videos feeds uh, and this triangle. Uh, but he also had like the Mar- Super Mario World athletic theme, classic, uh, playing the spoons and the banjo and shit. The dude rules. <laughs> this is the best podcast we've ever recorded. Um, <laughs> talking about everything but horror we had we touched on it a little bit yeah now we, reeling into that is there anything in your adult life that has really impacted you horror wise okay so um i've i've told you about this and you got around to watching it and i was very happy also uh another person that we talk to regularly in another discord uh also got around to watching it and i am positively chuffed anytime somebody gets around to watching this and comes back and says wow you were right i I definitely needed to watch that. The 2013, is it 2013? It's 13. The 2013 movie Oculus uh, put out by WWE Studios, uh, which, Wait, I mean, top of their game in horror. Are you joking? Is that it's WWE joke? Studios. Did you not watch like the beginning, the opening reels of it? Uh, we were talking until it started, actually. That's like WWE Studios oh my production, God. my dude. <laughs> I wish you were joking, but now that's one of the funniest things I've ever heard of. WWE uh, has who? Who from WWE is in this movie? I don't think anybody is. Okay, um, they just funded it for no reason. Yeah, I mean, there it's a, it's a movie studio, you know. They're just gonna do do the things, but that is movie is related? so fucking good. I love that movie. Uh, yeah, everybody watching this, you should check out Oculus. And I do believe on the podcast, I mentioned Oculus post-watching it. Yes! Uh, it's very, very good. I think it was the episode, I don't remember their name, I'm not going to try. Uh, but it was a very nice episode. Uh, yeah. And I did mention Oculus because you told me to watch it, and then another friend told me to watch it, and I was like, <laughs> okay, if it's got this many people telling me to watch it, I need to see it. And very Hell solid yeah. recommendation. I was thoroughly spooked. Uh there were four of us in an Airbnb in uh, Indiana, and all four of us felt that atmosphere. It was a <laughs> very good, good shit. Movie. Like I said, uh, there there was stuff in it that reminded me of uh, watching Perfect Blue. You ever seen Perfect Blue? I have seen Can't all of Perfect Blue except the last ten minutes. Okay, but yeah, like the sections of that movie where you know you have her sort of repeating things waking up repeatedly from apparent dreams maybe maybe not and all that stuff it gave me big vibes of that kind of thing and i i love that in a movie where it's just really fucking with your perception of everything fucking with the people watching as much as the people in the movie are being fucked with that's good shit um we've we've had a lot of conversations uh in in discord chats and stuff about horror movies so i'm just gonna rehash a whole lot of stuff that we've already talked yeah, this about this is before. people this ain't for me yeah it's for all the other people is, yeah i don't know this <laughs> it's for the this. listeners uh like i said i've been reading house of leaves that's been a good time the ring novels were very recent we read those um and like as the ring novels are fucking fantastic and house of leaves has been pretty great but house of leaves uh is more intriguing than horror to me. I don't know. It's not like, I'm not like really spooked by it per se. I'm just more interested in it. Um, I loved, I've, I've been enjoy. I enjoyed the one missed call movies. Uh, the Japanese ones. OGs. Oh, uh, I don't remember anything about the American remake, even though I saw it in theaters. Um, that was the, the Japanese trilogy is a fucking blast. It is very much a thing where they made, one movie about a thing and then 
two movies that spun off of it way hard and have very little to do with the original, <laughs> especially by the third one where it just gets ridiculous. Um, I loved. I guess I guess this isn't is this isn't as new. This was from a a, a little while ago. Listen, um, I watched Oculus this year, almost ten true. years later. So. Yeah, I, I watched it pretty late after that too. I mean, it was several years ago, but still. Uh, whenever I got around to the VHS movies, um, I watched the first one on my own. I think I really liked it. Um, for the most part, uh, there's a lot of cool shit in that. Then I was hanging out at a friend's house and we marathoned the other ones that had come out since then. So VHS, VHS two and VHS viral. Uh, <laughs> I didn't care much for two. Uh, I think two has, uh, like barring the new 94, uh, I think I've heard 94 is so good. I need to watch that. I just bought a VHS copy of it because they dropped like, uh, 250 of them on real VHS. So I bought one of those, uh, it rules very good. Fantastic movie. Uh, hail Ratma. You'll get it when you watch it. Very good movie. Uh, VHS two has, isn't that the one with the cult scene, like the cult sketch where like, uh, they infiltrate a cult. I think I don't remember it very well. Uh, two, I, I don't know. It just didn't hold my interest very much. I remembered one of the things in that I believe was a dude who had like an eye implant and shit was going on. That one was pretty interesting, but I don't, I, I don't remember if it was just like the execution of it. I didn't care for as much or something. I'm not sure. Something yeah. about it. I, something about it. I just didn't dig as much. Uh, as the first one, especially the last ske- the last uh, part of the first one was amazing. Uh, like you the house that they go that? into. What's up? The last part of the first VHS, like the yeah. wraparound segment, you're saying? Or oh, not the, the uh, not not the uh, no, not that one. The like the last video part of it before the uh, not not in the overarching thing. The last that. What one was know. that? I'm really curious. It's the one where they're um, they end up going to like what they think is a haunted house, but it's just an actual haunted house with a like cult thing going on in the in the attic. And there's I'm just a lot of really out. cool practical effects with like hands reaching out of the walls, a window sliding out of like sliding off the wall out of view. Just really cool tricks that they're doing and stuff. And then like because they rescue, a, they think they're rescuing a girl from there or whatever that was going to be sacrificed or whatever. And then they're driving away in their car stalls on the tracks on train tracks. And out of nowhere, she's not in the car anymore and they can't open the doors and they get hit by a train. That rules. Uh, I'm going to have to check that out again. I don't remember the first one so much besides the, uh, the very first uh, segment. I mean, that one's classic. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, those effects are really good too. Yeah, and it's like you got to remember that iconic like when she looks up like, oh, my gosh, it's <laughs> horrifying. But the uh, viral was a goof fest. Uh, and I was like, eh, I mean, it's not exactly what I'm here for, but I'm entertained to, to some degree still. <laughs> you know, it's like I'm not being spooked by this and it doesn't feel like it's trying to, <laughs> but whatever. You know, when I watched the VHS movies, uh, I watched them with my roommates at the time, and they we watched one and two, and I was like, hey, let's watch a third one, and he looked at me and he went, no. <laughs> uh, he flat out told me, no, 
we're not going to watch it. I'm saving you from that. <laughs> so you haven't seen it? <clears throat> I have not seen Viral to this day. Uh, because if he should. says something's bad, I truly believe him. Because You know, watch it for the reason that you would watch One Missed Call 3. I wouldn't. That's the thing. But you if should. I know, if I but know it's going to waste my time, I don't want to. I don't think it's a waste of time. Like, here's the thing. If you're going into it, for horror, you won't get that. If you're going into it for entertainment, you'll get that. All right, that's fair. Like, I, usually... I think you should watch Silent Hill Revelations. It's not because it's a good movie. It's because it's a fucking hilarious movie. I know somebody who would deeply disagree with you on that aspect. I think the first Silent Hill movie is a legit decent movie. I think Silent the second Hill Revelations one is, pretty is bad. the 3D movie, right? Yeah, I watched it without 3D, and it took me halfway through it to realize that all of these things were flying at the camera or looking at the camera and screaming in my face because it was supposed to be in 3D. And then I'm like, wow, it really feels stupid and goofy now. <laughs> yeah, my friend Sav would really fist fight you about this and 3D horror movies in general, and also <laughs> bad horror movies from the mid to late 2000s and 2010s. Uh, well, I mean, like, what are they fist fighting me over that it's like? That it's good. Oh, like good horror or just good? Good, just good. Because, I mean, like I said, it's fun to watch. I think you should watch it. <laughs> I don't. Um, they were championing uh, for House of Wax recently, if I recall. What it never is. Yeah, it. I think it's House of Wax with Paris Hilton. Yeah, I've never seen it. Oh, man. I watched it when it came out. I did not have a good time when it came out, so my brain has been telling me not to redo it. <laughs> yeah, I've... Uh... I've been catching some, like we do movie nights every once in a while, me and a couple of my friends, mostly the book club. Um, and we've caught some stuff recently. Uh, I think the last quote unquote horror movie we watched was um, Death Tunnel. What is Death Tunnel? Garbage. Pitch it to me. <laughs> uh, okay, so I think it's possible that a death tunnel is like an actual thing, uh, but... So what this is, is like, God, I don't even remember exactly what's going on with it, but like people at a school in a frat or something, uh, there's something that a guy does where he, I don't know why he does this. He just locks, he, he knocks people out and locks them in a fucking abandoned mental institution as like a game or something was really thinking you're gonna say he locks them in a death tunnel and i was gonna have you elaborate what a death tunnel is the death tunnel right is a thing that may have actually existed in mental hospitals of this time where uh like they would dispose of bodies down this big fucking hole that went down into a tunnel okay so it is it's the death tunnel light them up yeah but yeah, uh, then weird supernatural things start happening. Uh, people die in ways mirroring the ways that uh, like, people who were in that hospital had died. And one of them, like, I guess they all have some form of connection to the people that were at the hospital or whatever. Like the guy that set the whole thing up, like his grandfather or something ran the place and was a shitty person oh wait let me guess is this like a plot twist that happens or they're just like oh we're all connected to the hospital oh yeah it was supposed to be but it's it's just not interesting 
it just really sucked. Uh, like there, it was fun to laugh at because goddamn, it's bad. Um, I think one of my favorite things is whenever because this dude, like you know, he did a shitty thing, but it was just kind of like all he did. He only does this just for like entertainment and stuff. He's like, I film it, and they're scared. <laughs> but um. <laughs> by the end of it because all the supernatural shit's happening he's like oh no i have to stop this and he's like he busts down a door to like try and stop some shit and find people and it starts playing this fucking matrix ass music and i'm like oh we're in this era oh it's gonna happen like Hell was there yeah. a fight scene no no there's no fight it was just scene. The matrix music it was just for him like going action mode and running down a hallway <laughs> you know it's he's he's kicking into high gear he's got to break down this door and then he's got to go find <laughs> his someone no his grandfather's dead like all all those people are dead uh, he's he got to go find there, you know? like his girlfriend or something who dies and stuff i don't know it was it was a bad movie it wasn't like <laughs> it was a bad movie but, you know, we had fun watching it, sort of. I was going to say, you pitched me a pretty good movie there. Like, I don't see what is going on <laughs> to make it bad. Is it the acting? Yeah, it's all that. And even the premise is just whatever. And maybe I you'd know. have fun with it. Who knows? I've watched movies with looser plots than that. I own a VHS copy of Begotten. So, like, I don't, you know. I, do, do you want me to? I mean, you can probably find it. But, I mean, I oh, could. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. I can supply you if you if you can't somehow. <laughs> if I want to torture my roommates, yes, I would love to do that. Because by the time this comes out, we will have another mm -hmm. roommate moving in, which nice. is going to be very nice. All right. So yeah, I mean, there's stuff like that. I actually have stacks of DVDs sitting here right next to me, uh, halfway under my bed that Was I pulled that out. Prepared for this podcast right now? No. Uh these used to be shoved into a backpack that I would take to the movie nights that we would have in person pre-COVID. Oh, so you do like Discord movie nights? Yeah, yeah, that's what we do nowadays. Oh, that's sad. Oh. I, had, I mean, we so have sorry. fun. Yeah, we but then you can't it. like, you know, there's just something about the camaraderie in person. Yeah, I mean, we still have a good time with each other. Uh, you know. And also, like one of my friends doesn't doesn't leave the house in general, uh, anxiety and shit. So it's like they're included. I understand nice that kind them. of world. Uh, <laughs> looking outside and around me, I completely get it. Yeah. Um, I, but, I mean, this has just been to. like a general life thing for them for a while. Oh man, but I'm been... glad you can include them. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> Have you? Uh... What has gone over like gangbusters on these movie nights? Uh, I mean, Battlefield Baseball was a classic. And that was actually from movie nights with a friend before this, like way before this. Uh, they used to run them. Uh, and we would all meet at their place. They moved uh, to the Carolinas. I missed them. So you're saying you cheated and took the movie that you knew was going to be a smash. I mean, I just need to show everybody Battlefield Baseball. <laughs> you know, you've got it on my list one day. And then uh, Matt Butcher, whom I was at his 50th uh, birthday extravaganza yesterday, told me that there's a matching, there's a sister movie called Shaolin Soccer. I mean, it's not a sister movie, but <laughs> fair enough. I've seen Shaolin Soccer. Very fun. <laughs> it is. It's not related, related like that. It's just. No, no. It's just it's... a movie that exists completely separate as far as i know i don't think that i don't think it has anything to do with shallow and soccer different people different everything 
wow, I really thought it was like related. <laughs> the way he was talking about it and telling me about it, I thought they were related movies. I, I don't think so. Uh, like Battlefield Baseball was made by the creators of Versus, which I've also never seen, but I've heard things about. But yeah, that one was really good. We watched, oh, uh, what the fuck was that? There was like a basketball movie like that. Um, uh, hell, I'd have to find that again and send that to you later. That one was, that one was something. It was definitely like kind of spinning off of things like Shaolin Soccer and all that. Um, but we watched Wild Zero recently, which was fan-fucking-tastic. Um, Wild Zero featuring the band Guitar Wolf. Um, part zombie movie, part revenge plot. It's got a lot of stuff going on. Part love story. Uh, contains uh, the front man of Guitar Wolf, Guitar Wolf himself, yelling at a kid that um, love knows no borders, nationalities, or genders. <laughs> rock and roll (laughs) that is the message of the movie and you know what it's a good one yeah yeah it is trans rep in that movie hell yeah Yeah. we'd love to hear the representation afforded by guitar wolf himself (laughs) but uh yeah no that was a that was a good time there's a i guess uh Space Warriors was kind of one that went over well, not for a good reason. What what is Space Warriors? Is it exactly like it sounds like? Uh no, it's not exactly what it sounds like. I thought that it sounded exactly probably what you're thinking of. The but movie it was the Warriors at- in Space. Yeah, no, it's not that. That also okay. wasn't what I was thinking of really, but um this was a a, a dollar store movie. Oh, you know, that's all you had to say. Um, it's about space it. camp. Like, like summer camp in space? No, like, are you familiar with space camp? Like, space camp's a real thing. No. Like, kids going to space camp to do astronaut things. I don't go through astronaut training things. Surprise you with this one, but I grew up in a trailer and I could not do space camp. I also grew up in a trailer. Did you do space camp? No, but I knew about it. Okay. Yeah, I'd no. heard of it and it sounded like a cool thing, uh, but I never went to it. But, uh, you know, it's like the things where it's just like, we're going to put you in this uh, in this G-Force thing and spin you around and stuff and see how you handle it. And we're going to teach you all this stuff and teamwork. And a kid wants to go to space camp because he wants to be an astronaut. But like his some relative of his went and died in space and his mom doesn't like it. Uh, and he's, his dad is just like, no, nah, you can't do that. And they're separated. And at one point, uh, like he, basically he goes to space camp by telling his mom that he's going on a fishing trip with his dad and then telling his dad, I guess his dad didn't have him for that day. So his dad had no fucking clue. Uh, and you know, that's how he ends up sneaking out. And it's about a competition to be the, the space camp boys, and probably the best part of it is that we watched it with closed captioning because we always watch stuff with subtitles if we can, you know, because well, yeah. we're getting older and our auditory processing was never good to begin with. And now it's worse. So we need all the help we can get. But this movie, it seems, had 
I guess in its original showing, maybe they had permissions for the music that they used and it got revoked for this release. So the closed captions are saying that certain songs are playing and it's not playing those songs. Uh, it's, It's giving us the lyrics to Sweet Home Alabama and it's playing probably something else that they just had laying around available that kind of fit the mood. (laughs) And I love when that happens. I cannot express to you the joy that that brings my heart. (laughs) You know, that sounds more so like that is why the movie was fun. Not any other reason. Yeah. Yeah. Because you pitched me an awful movie. Yeah. Uh Okay. Yeah, we have a lot of fun with these. Like whenever I say what, movies that are hits for us are not necessarily good movies. Sometimes they're just good movies to make fun of with your buds. Your mystery science theater in these movies is what yeah. you're doing on movie night. Yeah, more or less, yeah. Okay. Uh, See, back that's whenever, make... go ahead. Uh, well, b- back whenever uh, my my friend was in town and we were watching stuff with him and you know getting together and having we had actual copies of most of these movies uh, stuff like. Because uh, Battlefield Baseball came up on Battlefield Night, where we wa- they watched um, uh, Battlefield Earth. They watched that before I got there, so I didn't have to sit through that. I just caught the last part of it, <laughs> that awful movie. Um, and then Battlefield Baseball, which is a masterpiece. Then we had nights like where we watched the FP. Quite a movie. Uh, that, that one would be a whole thing to explain, but uh, the one that I was getting to was Bubba Hotep, which is a great fucking movie. Have you seen... Bubba <clears throat> I almost paid $350 to meet Bruce Campbell. Okay. Okay. Listen. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. We are uh, big fans of the Bruce on this podcast. Uh, I have the a Bruce is great. tattoo. All, by all accounts, great fucking dude. Butcher has a not very fun story about meeting Bruce Campbell. And oh. I wish he was here to tell you. Oh, no. But the it's... long and short of it is Bruce Campbell was Bruce Campbell when he met him. Uh I was way more interested in Butcher's girlfriend at the time than he was meeting uh, Zach. Oh. Yeah, he was Bruce Campbell. It is what you expect from Bruce Campbell. I don't know that because I, you know, I never met him. Yeah. He he is not playing a character in most of these movies. He is Bruce Campbell. That's uh, a shame. <laughs> no, it it's Bruce Campbell, man. Like I, I mean, I've I know that like Butcher told me that. And I was like, yeah, I'd still meet him. Like I, I think I told you this before. Um, that I found a copy of his autobiography at a half price books with an autograph written to a specific person by name. <laughs> yeah, that I seriously uh, thought about buying. <laughs> I'm really sad you didn't, because you know, had I had I known did. you before, had I known you at the time. I'd have been like, hey, do you want this? <laughs> and you would have said yes, and I would have gotten it for you. <laughs> I would have ravenously said yes. I would have hit, I would have cracked my phone. I hit the Y key so hard. <laughs> uh, that would be a very, very wonderful thing. And then that makes one of our last couple of questions very hard for you to answer now, because we usually like to ask guests, what's the worst movie you've ever seen? <laughs> The worst movie I have ever seen. Um, because I mean, most of the ones that I've talked about, there's a, it depends on what you mean by worst. Because you know, in your opinion, what is Troll the worst Two movie you've is seen? called the best worst movie in, in the documentary best worst movie about Troll Two, which I've seen. I watched that with a friend, uh, but. 
Troll 2 is a very entertaining movie. I think think the thing that makes a movie bad is not being a bad movie, but being a completely dull, unremarkable movie. Uh, See, people, we've answered, you ever seen the horror movie Things? No. Okay, you shouldn't. Uh, But (laughs) at the end of the movie, a screen pops up and says something like, you've just experienced Things. And then it ends. Uh, it is one of the worst movies of all time. Um, like we, we're looking for answers like that. Uh, I'm I trying think to remember past answers, but I don't remember them. The Ouija Experiment Two is a strong contender. Um, let me explain something about this. The Ouija Experiment One is a bad movie. Um, it's about people getting together to do a Ouija board thing and a guy who is obsessed with his YouTube channel wants to take video of it because he wants to be popular on YouTube and they don't want him to do that, but he sneaks a camera in there anyway. It's found footage style. Uh, And the whole thing starts because they have a big argument during the Ouija board thing because he's recording it and people not taking it seriously and they forget to say goodbye, which is the thing that you don't do with a Ouija board because it leaves you know, the, 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 the door open because you didn't say goodbye. You do not properly close the conversation and thus close the door. Um, and they're all douchebags. So you just kind of get to watch them get picked off one by one. And then at the end, there's like this big climax of them, like everything's fucking up and he's like the Ouija boards trying to kill him and stuff. And it's like, Oh no, we're trying to, get the board back to, to the living room and stuff and everything's going crazy. Things are popping out of doors and going, eh, and I'm like, it's spooky. Um, but eventually the one girl throws it, the board into the fire and everything goes and it's all over. And we're still watching this from this guy's perspective, right? Correct. And he looks over, he points the camera down and you see the girl, uh, like cradling his body and he's like what's going on i don't get it and he walks into the bed well he sees uh these dead people who kept showing up like people who lived in the house or something before that died there and they lead him into the bathroom where i guess one of them specifically was killed and he sees them there and he turns the camera to the mirror and you just see the camera floating there and he goes no and cut to cut to black credits it's the greatest ending ever it's fucking amazing it cracks me up so so much it's so dumb and i love it and then they made a second one which begins with the ending of that movie because they're showing a screening of it in a movie theater that's known to be haunted and then they're picking people to stay overnight in this haunted movie theater for a ghost hunt but they actually just set up the place like a haunted house and then people die, but everybody thinks that it's just a haunted house thing because they're in a haunted house. And of course, there's weird dead bodies everywhere because it's a haunted house, you know? So there's that, but it was incredibly dumb. But I, then I remembered also, have you ever seen Elves? No, and please, please tell me this is a horror movie that's a Christmas-themed movie. Sort of? Elves? I don't remember much about elves because that one was pretty dull. Uh, that one might be one of the worst that I've seen, but it, it survives exclusively on one point in it. Um, and it's because 
the elves that they're speaking of in this movie were like created by the Nazis. Uh, and they're trying, like there's like the elves are supposed to like impregnate this girl to create the master race. And Grizzly Adams is there. Of course he is. That just, <laughs> that puts an icing on the cake. Of course, Grizzly Adams is there. And that was, that was the, <laughs> that was the hook to that movie. Um, is it Grizzly Adams is there? No, it was the Nazi thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, but it did not, like, none of the rest of it really lived up to that. Like, it, it does not hold up uh, to, to the rest of it. Like, that, that was it. Because it's just a thing where you hear it and you go, what in the fuck? And then that's what you carry away from the movie and nothing else. Um, yeah. Yeah, see, doing this podcast has really desensitized me to the worst movie concepts I've ever heard. Yeah. Because people give wildly varying answers. And I've, like, I've heard so many bad movies explained to me in sheer <laughs> detail. Yeah. Uh, it's been amazing. I love every single one of them, and I'm very glad somebody else has watched it and not me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's my favorite part is I don't ever have to watch these movies. Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's so much more that we didn't get to get to. You know, I've seen the stuff. I've seen. Have you ever seen the stuff? I have seen the stuff when I was a teenager and not enough for me to be able to be like, yes, let's discuss it right now. Yeah, I don't remember much about the stuff either, except that it was kind of like um, the Power Rangers movie in a way. Oh, dude, well, like remember in the Power Rangers movie how they had like the ooze and everybody was all like brainwashed by the ooze thing. I have the never stuff seen did the Power that Rangers movie. Fuck, you should watch the Power Rangers movie. It's a really good movie. Not yeah, the, so like the saying, that's the, the new stuff. one was good, but like the old one with Ivan Ooze was fucking rad. And then, uh, let's see there, there's the stuff. Santa's Sleigh, which is a combination Christmas horror movie. Classic. Oh, yeah. Uh, I added that last year to the server as a part of a Christmas-themed edition drop. Bill Goldberg as Santa, the son of Satan. Uh, We love that. It's fucking amazing. Monster Squad. You ever seen Monster Squad? No, but you're saying it's a bad movie? No, it's rad. It's actually a really good one. I'm done with bad movies. Like I've talked about bad movies, I'm just, but I'm just saying like, there's so much more horror to cover that. Like, I don't know how we talk about all of this on this with such a short amount of time. I feel like we were wrapping up. Cause you said last question and I'm like, I don't know what to do now. Yeah. See, we, we've, I've had you hostage for an hour and 15 minutes and it's currently no dinner o'clock so far for my life. But I could talk so much more monster squad featuring like the best Dracula. He's incredible. Are you like I Bella Lugosi's in Monster Squad? No. Okay. I so, just mean like I've never seen somebody uh who sees danger and reacts so appropriately as this guy, you know? Like a bad guy who's just like he sees like, "Oh man, this kid's about to fuck everything up." And he doesn't just like slowly walk towards him or reach his arms out he takes some real strides you know like he's he not running which walk. he should be but he's he's taking some long strides a cop tries to get up to stop him he doesn't even look down snaps his neck sick keeps moving 
it doesn't doesn't work. He loses in the end. Spoilers: the kids win, the monster squad, because this is a kid like, like a movie of a group of kids. Uh, you know, classic parents don't understand. I, you gotta you gotta listen to us, guys. The monsters they're doing the things. A girl befriends Frankenstein's monster, uh, who as as the book Frankenstein tells us, uh, it's okay to just call him Frankenstein. Uh, he doesn't mind. Um, Very but, yeah, niche I've, I've, reference, <laughs> but it landed. It I love landed. that one. <laughs> uh, and this is just unlocking so much more stuff in my mind. The movie Trick or Treat. Uh, and then the movie Trick or Treat. See, I'm glad that I didn't have to ask you to clarify which one you meant. I've uh, seen both of them. We watched both of them at the, on the same night. And oh, they're that was both your trick or treat night. Fun. Yep, they're both very fun movies. Uh, I quite like the uh, the one nobody ever talks about. The anthology one. <laughs> yes, that one. The one that's not famous and in Spirit Halloween stores every year. That exactly that one. Uh, is the other one? I don't fucking know. <laughs> the one with Ozzy Osbourne on the cover, yeah. where he's in it for about all of two minutes. <laughs> yep, to play a, a televangelist. Yes, that one. I quite yeah. like it. Uh, I have not it was seen fun. it in over a decade, but I I champion for it. I find it weird that that's the one called Trick or Treat, and then the anthology one is called Trick or Treat because it seems like it would be the other way around. I feel like they got to it first, and they didn't yeah. want to like uh, you know step on their toes. Well, I mean, I think the other one got to it first, and it just seems so much more eighties metal to be called Trick or Treat. Yeah, for sure, but like. Do you really think they were smart enough to do that? They could have been. <laughs> you know, <laughs> how long ago was this trick or treat night? Uh years. Um uh when did they move away? Probably in Oh, that would have been whenever I was still with American Eagle, so it would have been like thir- 2013 maybe, 2012, 2013 or something. Some oh. somewhere in that zone. Let's dive into that. How was American Eagle? Eh. Still I worked sucking. at a warehouse. Ooh, not even in the store. You worked at a warehouse. Yeah, nah. So I'm not trendy to meet... enough to be in the stores. You didn't get to meet the eagle himself? No, no, never showed up. Okay, uh, they they kept him in the back room. Yeah, yeah, which is a shame. I like birds. Birds are cool. Yeah, when you get promoted to manager, you get to meet the American eagle. Damn, yeah. son of a bitch. Really disappointing to find out. <laughs> but yeah, um, stuff like that. We didn't even get to talk about horror games. You didn't let me talk about horror games. You didn't this bring them up. This is your time. Talk about them. Sweet Home for the NES. Everyone should play that. Um, it was a game that I learned about a very long time ago because I just used to. Um, so there was a there was a site back when I was uh, a younger boy called theoldcomputer.com, which was where I got all of my ROMs from. Completely legal. Um, Do you still have all those like those actual ROMs? Uh, not those ones, but I do have uh, a full repository of basically every single one that I would have had back then. I was going to say it is very impressive you kept the same files until now. I don't have the same files. Maybe some of them uh, laying around somewhere, but I don't think so. Um, but yeah, um, Sweet Home was great. Uh, it had a translate like it was never released in America, but you know, fan translation made it. And then I found out just a year or two ago, another translation was made, like an updated translation to that one, because uh, the game was run at Frame Fatales, uh, a GDQ event. And I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. And they 
updated the translation to actually give you more hints and be more readable and understandable. And I was thinking of playing that game again because I played through it mostly with a guide because that game is not easy. Uh, but it's a very cool horror game. It's like a precursor to Resident Evil. You can see it in a lot of the um, just aesthetic of it. Every time you open a door, it has like the door opening animation, like what Resident Evil had, which sick. Um, it's based loosely on a movie, actually, a Japanese horror movie called Sweet Home, where a group of reporters go to a mansion to find and photograph a fresco or a series of frescoes, and it's haunted, and they get stuck in it. Um, I'm going to need you to define the word fresco. Painting. Painting. Okay. Of some sort. It's, it's like a, it's a genre of painting. You know, I did not know there's genres of painting. I don't know. It's like a kind of a paint, like a portrait, like the difference between a portrait and a landscape. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. You know, di- different definitions of the kind of uh, drawing that it is. But yeah, Sweet Home fucking rips. Uh, Clock Tower for the Super Nintendo. God damn, that game. It is. Uh, it's not very friendly and fun to play in a lot of ways because it's slow as shit and hard to understand what you're supposed to do. But the atmosphere of it fucking rules. Um, a uh, a girl in an orphanage. The orphanage takes a trip to a lady's mansion, just like a little day trip for some reason. Uh, somebody leaves to go do something and they're like, well, what's up with that? They haven't been back here for a while. Somebody should go check on that. And, you know, everybody goes to check or something, or some people go to check. They don't come back. The lights go out. Everyone's like, ah. And eventually you're left alone. And there's a dude with a big pair of scissors walking around. And he'll fucking kill you and stuff. Uh, along with a bunch of other things that will kill you just because. And. There are a bunch of different endings to it based on what you've done, based on how many of your friends you've seen die and which ones you've seen die, um, which is entirely dependent on just where you go in what order. Uh, If you just go through a specific door, the scissor man stabs one of your friends through the skylight, a nice stained glass skylight was one before he did that. And they're dead like that. There's one where you hear water running and if you step into the side room, it's a bathroom and they're like hanging from the fucking shower head. What a time you can go outside and there's a pool out there. And one of your friends is fucking splashing around in the pool. Like help me. And then scissor man attacks you there and they're dead. Um, it's fucking crazy. You can escape very, you can actually beat the game and get an ending very quickly because there's a car you can find and you can find the keys very nearby And there are two different possible endings based on that. Um, One of which is you escape and return to the orphanage. And it just tells you in text, like Jennifer escaped and returned to the orphanage. And then like a week, two weeks later, she was found dead. It's like, okay, cool. And then there's another one where it's like an actual cut scene where she's driving and you see in the rear view mirror, like the scissors pop up from the back seat. And she's like, ah, that's, that's the end. Classic, you know, classic. So no, that's no, a great game. There's no happy ending to this game, is what you're saying. There are endings that involve 
a lot of work to find out what's going on where you successfully do the good things. Um, and I think your friends survive. But they're fucking hard. Um, I remember one of the deaths that I got once uh, was because you run into the uh, lady that owns the mansion in a room. And she's like, oh, my God, you know, having such a hard day. It's been rough. It must must be very difficult for you right now. A lot of scary things happening here. Have a drink. And you drink and she fucking poisoned you dead. <laughs> All kinds of shit like that. There's a bird that fucking murders you. And you're saying this is a Super Nintendo game? Yep. They had this much depth and this much like. It was like a point and click adventure sort of thing. Okay, so but like, you're not like you're not running the action. You're just pointing and clicking. You kind of are. Like she she walks around and stuff based on where you point and click and all that. But yeah, you're not really doing a whole lot. The uh the closest thing that you get is you instead of a health bar, you have a little picture of her and normally it has a blue background to let you know that she's doing fine. And the more panicked she is by things. So when things happen to spook her and stuff, it goes from like blue to yellow and then to red, which is bad times. And depending on what color that is determines on if something is going to kill you immediately. Uh, so when the scissor man shows up, if he's chasing you down, you can actually uh, run into him and he'll go to like whack you with the scissors. Cause he like, he knocks you down by just cracking you with him and then he stabs you for some reason because he can't just snip snip. Um, but the first time that he goes to do it, if you're not spooked enough, you'll catch it and then you just button mash to knock him over and then you can run away. So, I mean, there's some game things in it, but mostly it's point and click. But you're saying now that this game is slow, difficult and frustrating to play, but also very cool. It's so interesting, and I, it's at that perfect intersection where I'm like, there's something here that I think should really be fleshed out. And then they made sequels to it that were bad. And then sometime very recently, within the past couple of years, there was a Kickstarter to make a game with like some of the original creators of Clock Tower called Night Cry. Uh, it's available on Steam for 20-something dollars. It's bad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I have it on my wish list, so I can play it at some point. <laughs> I mean... Uh, hey. has a very similar thing. Lady stuck on a cruise ship, I think. Uh, and there's a dude that they call the Scissor Walker, because they can't just call him Scissor Man, because that was already used in the game that they are homaging. <laughs> But yeah, you know, horror games, man. There's so many of them. There's so many horror movies. There's so much horror content out there. Books. Books. God and yet, damn. We talked about the Guitar Zeros for at least seven minutes. I can't help it. You got me on music because you were talking to me. You know, it's it's unfortunately, it's the thing that I do. It's, it's, it's a very big focus. Horror musicals. Scary musical. The musical. I played guitar for that. I played what? guitar for that. What a scary musical. Not a good musical. Uh, it's about uh it's it's basically just kind of uh goofing on horror tropes and stuff. Um it had some interesting stuff going on with it in that it has three different endings mm -hmm. uh that you can run through. Um <laughs> I fucked one of those up once. Eh. 
they're all like the songs are all the same but in a different key and uh we did different ones for each show you know we would we would mix them up and they would just tell us before the show and it's like okay cool uh and then one of them i just played in the wrong fucking key and they just kind of had to adjust to me uh it was fine but uh yeah it's a it's a movie where a whole bunch or uh, sorry it's a (laughs) musical where throughout it a bunch of people get murdered it's about a musical being put on by this school and you know tensions are high as people are trying to get the part that they want and stuff and yeah there's there's just all kinds of stuff there's you know, there's there's a lot of references to horror movies and stuff. Like one dude who's kind of like Norman Batesy. There's a, all kinds of shit. Um, that's also how my electronic drum kit got splattered with fake blood because somebody gets their throat slit and they had fake blood, like you do. But um, one of the nights, the prop knife that they usually used, uh, somebody took for something and didn't it wasn't in the place where it was supposed to be for them so they just grabbed the knife that they were able to find which was a small knife and whenever they did the throat slitting the big knife usually caught most of the blood so it didn't go everywhere um but the small knife did not do that so our drummer and my drum kit got splattered with fucking fake blood (laughs) it still got some little red dots on it I was going to say, is it still there to this day? Uh, it was cleaned up a little bit. There's still some sticky spots on it because what can you do? Um, but it's mostly cleaned off and it's just kind of like some of the mesh heads are there's there's just, you know, a little bit of red coloration on them. Not not a whole lot, though. Whenever you look at it, are you like, God, that musical? <laughs> like it was fun and some of the music was was fun to play. Um, I got to solo a little bit, got to play a little disco. Um and scary the musical yeah uh there's a song what the fuck was that song called i think it was just it may have just been called bitch um and it's about uh everybody takes a verse talking about how much they hated this person who got murdered at the beginning but then also mentioning i did not kill that bitch (laughs) like they talk about their very specific grievances and why they hate them but also the chorus is just them explaining I didn't do it though. <laughs> like, you know, I might have hate their guts, but it still wasn't me. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. It, it was it was something. Uh, yeah, that you know, horror, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. There's a Carrie musical, did you know that? No. Uh there I'm is. not a musical person besides Rocky Horror and Repo. That's fair. I have to listen to a Repo song. For what? Patreon. Who submitted Somebody requested. a song? What's that? Was it one of the homies? Uh, it, it was. Uh, it's one of the people who gives to us on Patreon. Yeah. Nobody in the Discord. That's as far what I was as I'm asking. Aware. If it was one of the no. homies. No, no. But wow, uh, you have other fans that aren't the homies, right? It's it's wild. I don't understand. But <laughs> they were really happy that we covered um, Parla Isla. They they're like glad to see some some puerto rican rep on the on the podcast i'm, I'm so glad somebody say. listened to misery yeah that is a sentence that's never been said before you know mike had to uh change his mind on parla isla because it's actually pretty good and it's a pretty good album 
I don't think that's true. I liked it. <laughs> but, yeah, but you uh, gave yeah. an unfair shake to all the other stuff that I love, so who's to say? Well, <laughs> I think I gave everything a fair shake. We like to run through and figure out what are your top five favorite movies? Any movies? Any. Any, any genre. Kind of what are your five favorite movies? Battlefield Baseball. They don't got to be in any order. Um, Jurassic Park. It's easily one of my tops. Two like, heavy that was, yeah, those that was my favorite movie for a very long time. Growing up as a kid, I was obsessed with Jurassic Park. I shut off the NES while my brother was playing Mega Man because my mom came home with Jurassic Park and I was like, we need to watch this now. I don't give a fuck what you're, what you're doing. <laughs> he was not happy. Uh, let's see, those two. Oofa doofa. Um, there's so many movies, you know? So much time. So many movies. Yeah. How do I do that? How do I come up with movies? Like... I can look over here at this stack, but those aren't my good movies. I can look over there at my shelf, and there's some good ones up there. Um, but all the outward-facing ones are the ones that I haven't actually watched yet. You know, this is very difficult for me. You're putting me on the spot, but Battlefield Baseball and Jurassic Park, those are fucking Very comparable tier. movies right there, you know? Yeah. You just... I mean both perfect films the legacies of those are very comparable <laughs> well you know one of them had a legacy to tarnish over time like they did and the other one was just a perfect movie that needed no addition actually both of them were perfect movies that needed no addition are That's you giving take. me only two movies for your top five movies i you know if you told me this before, maybe no. I'd have something prepared for you. No. But you didn't give me a goddamn thing. Nope. And so now I'm on the spot. And I, you know, people at one point thought that I was a movie guy just because for a period of time I was posting a lot about movies that I was watching. But it's like, I actually haven't seen that many movies. I'm just all of a sudden watching a bunch of them right now. Um, wait. Furious 7. What is Furious 7? Fast and Furious. Oh, what, 7? I think it's Furious 7. You're going to say 7. This implies you've watched all the other 6 of them, correct? I've watched all 8 of them. Okay. Well, there's a ninth one. I haven't seen that yet. Fast 9. Fast 9. But yeah, Fate of the Furious. Hello. Okay. I watched uh, the first Fast and the Furious uh, on Easter for the first time ever. Nice. Very nice. You know what? Their highest score, their big heist is a truck full of uh, DVD players and CRT TVs. (laughs) Okay, uh, here we go. Hang on. Let me me grab this stack here and see what's what's in here. Don't don't need to show that on camera. That's fine. Unless you want me to. I, I can show that on camera, but it's unnecessary. It has nothing to do with movies. Um, oh my god, Dragonheart's here. Uh, Scooby-Doo WrestleMania Mystery. That's a classic. Um, Russell Madness. Uh, that trash. Um, oh yeah, these are just compilation things that aren't good. Uh, Alright, well, I mean, Battle Royale was a good movie. All right, uh, that, you ever seen Battle Royale? 
I read the book. This actually came up yesterday in conversation. I've only oh, read the book. We've also, yeah, we've we've talked about it before. I I I have also read the book with my book club, and then we watched both battle royale movies. The second one is you know completely unique, standalone. Not, I mean, it's it's a follow up from the first one, but it has nothing to do with the novel, obviously, because the novel just stops. Um, but it was still interesting as a piece doing the thing that it was doing at the time it was doing it. Um, taking a very anti-American imperialism stance shortly after nine 11, hmm. <laughs> which is bold. <laughs> very. Um, but yeah, battle Royale, uh, old boy. I like old, old boy. boy. Very good movie. Great movie. Um, and then like, There's another stack somewhere back here. Let me see if I can reach it. I can't reach it. Um, what's another movie that's good? What's another really good movie? Oh, um, no. Uh, I mean, those are good movies, but... Favorites. I'm going to go ahead know. and tell you that your last movie is Perfect Blue. Eh, I mean, I liked it. It is good. All right, how about Joe Dirt? I'll throw Never seen in. Joe Dirt. Wow, get on it. <laughs> How about like uh I mean Oh I mean Princess Bride is just a perfect movie. There you go. I've never seen it. What the fuck? <clears throat> yes. Read uh, the book. Did not like it as much as the movie, honestly. Very yep, strange. I've never seen it. And that's a highly it's recommend. Even, it's not even an avoidant thing. I just never had the chance. I, I would highly recommend it. You have the chance now. You can access whatever movie you want. And Princess Bride is not like hard to find or anything. Yeah, that's perfect. You should jump on that. Now, Shmeev, I love you. Obviously, you're on the podcast. You're a homie. Love you, too. I would you like need to, to go shower and have dinner. Is there yeah. anything you want to promote and you want to plug on this podcast? Um, I mean, our podcast, Juggalo Judgment. We, we do the things that we do, Juggalo Judgment, on all of the social medias, on the Twitter and stuff. We have a, a YouTube that we're slowly adding things to. And a Patreon if some foolish people want to throw their money at us for the things that we do on there. Um, and then also we're going to be at the Gathering of the Juggalos this year. Uh, so if you are if you find yourself wandering into Legend Valley, Ohio for some reason, not related to the Gathering, but you still find yourself on the grounds, you can look for us there. Say hi. Uh, chat. We'll, we'll, you know, we're, we're cool. Um yeah, I don't know. Look, keep an eye out for uh, for music that uh, may be dropping soon-ish. Uh, not on my stuff, but on our our mutual homies, the homie Jiggles. Is this your homie and mine? Um, I do love Mr. Jiggles. He's very good. I love Jiggles. Wonderful human being. But uh, we may or may not be collaborating on a secret thing that may or may not be releasing next month. It's- Actually, yeah. this month, the it, month that this, this is month. releasing on, yeah, um, it might already be out. I don't know, but um, look out for that. It'll be released probably on uh, his Grey Note Records page on Bandcamp. Uh, that's about it. Follow me on Twitter if you want for stuff at Shmeev. Uh, look at the title of this podcast for how to spell that properly and not get lost in the weeds. I also include links and uh, correct spellings for everything you talk Hell about. Yeah. Every every note. <laughs> Nobody appreciates it, but I type them all out every week. I appreciate that. 
because I, I, you know, I, I not, work hard okay, for listen, that stuff. They're not, they're not clickable links. There's no hyperlinking done. That's but fine. You can just type it, you know. Copy, you paste, know how to fuck spell it. it. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you know, I, I talk about nonsense on there. I shitpost a lot, but sometimes I also talk about something that I'm playing or watching, and sometimes I talk seriously about it. You should do a live tweeting of Sweet Home. You know, I might actually just stream that in the Discord while I'm doing listens at some point. Great. Now I have to listen. Now I have to watch. <laughs> well, that that would actually be that wouldn't be the right way to do it because also this, the music in Sweet Home is really good. It has really good sound audience. Design. It's it's pretty good. I like it. But yeah, that's I think that's it for me. Do you have anything you want to plug? Uh, it's June. I am running far behind on wanting to release something for Summerween, so that's probably not happening. Sorry about it. Uh, hmm. Grip Hook hoodies should have been shipped by now. They really should have. Uh, I got mine, my personal one, in May, May 7th, and the printer was very optimistic about having them all finished and ready to ship out soon. So the grip hook hoodie should be in your hands by now. Shmeev is holding a grip hook tape. We have leftover tapes up in the store if you'd like one. Um, they will be this, shipping out when the hoodies ship. This packaging is beautiful. Like, this is fucking sick. It is clamshell VHS this. tape casing for cassette tapes. It was mm-hmm. very expensive. We are never doing it again. Got a little sparkle cassette. Sparkly cassette. Once these are gone, this package will never be brought back because it was one manufactured in another country, which was expensive to import, and two, uh, the the cases cost more than the tapes manufacture. I'm gonna be real; they costed more. They're the reason why the tapes cost more. Um, but they're very beautiful package. There's like four or five left. I think I saw like four on butcher's table when I went there yesterday. You still have these? They come in barf bags. Uh, I do not have one. Mine didn't come with one. Uh, that sucked. I didn't get one. Sorry. That's unfortunate. Um, and then there's leftover grip hook shirts. There's more grip hook stuff coming. I'm not even in grip. Well, I am in grip hook, but I'm not Mr. Grip hook. So I don't know why I'm telling you about it. Um, <laughs> probably because I handle the label stuff, but That's I have fair. nothing personal to promote besides that it is juggalo June and every episode this month will be with a notable juggalo homie. Uh, I'm if, notable. Yeah, very. You're the first. If Mike doesn't come on this podcast, I'm going to get Robbie to impersonate Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Uh. But all right, Shmeev, everybody listening, you guys all have good nights. Thank you for coming on and thank you for listening. Thank you. Finish your Fagos. Finish your Fagos. What are we drinking? What flavor we got? uh, Water. I also have water. water. Sorry. I I had a black cherry this morning for the episode we recorded. I can't do it again. I had a plan to like when we got on here. I'd be like, "So, what, what flavor are you drinking? We got to crack these fagos." But I, totally <laughs> I mean, I'd have forgot. reached down and grabbed one of these ones. It's not empty yet. <laughs> <laughs> From two months ago. <laughs> yeah, I have some leftovers episodes. here. <laughs> Gross! Don't ever do that. You kids have yeah. a good night. Peace.